everybody. I'm John Navarre. If you don't know me yet, then you must have just started your research about travel to Egypt. I'm the host of this podcast, the Egypt Travel Podcast, and I'm also the creator of EgyptTravelBlog.com, which is the largest travel blog about travel to and around Egypt, and the creator of a bunch of other informational sites about Egypt, such as Dahabeas.com, GrandEgyptianMuseum.org, and .com, and a lot more but all on the theme of helping people all over the world learn more about Egypt, do their homework and due diligence and research in advance of coming to Egypt and smartly plan travel to and around Egypt. But enough about me. Let's talk about something more exciting, money, and specifically Egyptian money. This episode is going to be all about Egypt's currency. And this is a really important topic for anyone coming to Egypt at any time, because things are constantly in flux when it comes to money in Egypt. And I'll explain why in a few. But first, what is the currency here in Egypt? The money here in Egypt is called the Egyptian pound, and it's abbreviated in two ways. Sometimes you'll see it abbreviated with the letters L and E. So 100 Egyptian pounds can be written as 100 LE, and some people even actually say LE instead of pounds or Egyptian pounds sometimes. Or other times you may see it abbreviated as EGP. And obviously this stands for Egyptian pound, EGP. But we never say EGP when we're saying the number. That's only in writing and only sometimes. I personally use LE when I'm writing, but for me it feels weird to say LE. So when I'm speaking, I just say Egyptian pounds or pounds. So 100 Egyptian pounds, 35 Egyptian pounds. Sometimes I just say 35 pounds. But you just have to be careful when you're outside of Egypt and you're saying pounds when referring to Egypt's currency. Because, of course, several other countries call their money the pound too. Most notably, the United Kingdom, which I think was actually the originator of the pound. Um, I could be wrong on that, actually. Uh, somebody let me know if I'm off there, but I think the British pound is the OG pound and the other countries just adopted the same term. I'm not sure. Anyway, the Egyptian pound is the name of the currency here in Egypt. So what do Egyptian pounds look like? Well, let's start there. And then I'll get into what it's worth and why you need to be careful when you're checking on prices for things here in Egypt in pounds. Okay, these are Egyptian pounds. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you'll see me holding up Egyptian pounds here, showing them to the camera. 200, we have 100 pound notes, 50 pound notes. I don't know if you can see these. 50, 100, 200. You can see they're in both Arabic and English. And they feature, usually, almost all of them, I think, feature ancient Egyptian art and modern or Islamic art on the other side. But as you can see, 20-pound note, 10-pound note, 5-pound note. We even have a 1-pound note, which is sort of left over. There's actually a 1-pound coin, too, but you see that more often than the 1-pound note. But anyway, if you're listening to the audio version of this, you'll just have to imagine me holding up some Egyptian pounds. But as you can see, 
the money here is it's colorful, right? It comes in different sizes. Um, and there are seven denominations. Like I just showed you, there's the one pound note, the five pound note, the 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound, 100 pound, and 200 pound. Now, an Egyptian banknote larger than 200 pounds does not exist, even though it would be really, really useful to have larger denominations, especially since so much stuff here in Egypt is paid for in cash, including really big purchases like cars and apartments sometimes. So when you're buying something big, like a car, for example, you have to literally carry around a suitcase full of cash to pay for it like this. What you're seeing here in the video podcast is one of the suitcases full of Egyptian pounds that I had to pack up and carry recently for the latest custom VIP van that my company Egypt Elite just bought here in Egypt earlier this year. I think we got about 2 million pounds into that suitcase before it was just bursting at the seams. So this should be about, I think, 10,200 pound notes in there, if I remember correctly. So now I'm sure you're wondering, how much is that? How much is 2 million Egyptian pounds in dollars or euros or British pounds, Australian, Canadian, whatever? Well, I'm not going to go through currency conversions in every currency, but today, and this is important because this can very well and likely will change in weeks or a few months, who knows. But today in September, 2023, when I'm recording this, 2 million Egyptian pounds is about 65,000 US dollars or about 60,000 euros. And that's a pretty hefty sum to be carrying around in a suitcase in any country. I don't think I've ever carried around that much cash in dollars or euros. I had to lug 50,000 euros around one time in a backpack um, a few months ago, bringing cash into Egypt. And, uh, but that was in 100s and 200s. And even 50,000 euros was only enough to take up about the bottom third of the small backpack that I usually travel with as my carry-on. Yes, I did declare it, by the way. It's very, very important, by the way. If you're ever carrying more than $10,000 or euros equivalent in any currency or currency instrument, uh, but for the most part, any currency, it's very, very important to declare the currency, not only when you enter another country, but when you exit as well. So for example, when I exit the EU with cash, with euros or dollars, uh, I have to file a customs report at the airport before I fly out. When I land in the next country, like Egypt, for example, I had to file a customs report here in Egypt, declaring the cash, letting them know that I have a larger amount of cash on my person. It doesn't matter if it's in your checked luggage, in your pockets, in your carry-on bag, whatever the case may be. I've had to do the same thing before, exiting the United States, entering the United States, entering the European Union, exiting the European Union, entering, exiting Egypt. So that's very important. So a million Egyptian pounds isn't quite as much as it sounds when you're talking about, you know, millions in anybody else's currency. But in Egypt, this is honestly a lifetime fortune for most people here. But let's talk now on a more practical level. How much is 50 or 100 or 200 Egyptian pounds actually worth? 
So as of right now, in September 2023, uh, 50 Egyptian pounds, right here, 50 pounds, Egyptian pounds, is about $1.62, $1.62 in U.S. currency. So it's about a euro and a half, or one euro and 50 euro cents. Um, 100 Egyptian pounds, right here, this colorful little sucker. 100 Egyptian pounds, that's going to be about three US dollars. No, three, 325. About 325. And it's going to be about three euros, actually. So 100 pounds, about three euros, 3.25 US dollars. So you can do the math. That makes the 200 pound Egyptian note, 200 Egyptian pounds, uh, equal to about $6.50, maybe. About six euros, 6.50 US. You know, when I first moved here to Egypt 20 years ago, one US dollar was worth about five or six Egyptian pounds. So in other words, this little guy here, the five pound note, this was $1. Now, this is $1. 30 Egyptian pounds, 31 actually. Uh, we'll throw the one in there, 31. So 20 years ago, $1 was five or six Egyptian pounds. Then let's fast forward to 2012. So that was 2003, 2004. Fast forward to 2012 and the Egyptian pound was about eight or nine to the dollar, eight or nine Egyptian pounds it took to buy or equal $1. Now, fast forward to the period before COVID, we're talking 2018, 2019, uh, early 2020, I think the Egyptian pound was about 15 or 16 pounds to the dollar. So 2003, 2004, we were at five and six. 2012, we were at about eight or nine. 2019, 2020, we're up to 15, 16 to the dollar just after COVID, when we restarted our operation on the ground here in 2021 in Egypt, it had gone up to about 18 Egyptian pounds to the dollar. But just last year alone, 2022 and early 2023, but in 2022, the Egyptian pound lost almost half of its value on top of those other devaluations that I just described happening over the previous decade. In the spring of 2022, the Egyptian pound was still about at 18 to the dollar, just like it was right after travel reopened post-COVID, post-pandemic. Then later in the year, again last year, still 2022, the pound went up to 23 pounds to the dollar. So spring of 2022, we were sitting at about 18 pounds still. Later in the year, it jumped to 2023, or excuse me, to 23 pounds to the dollar. Then by the beginning of 2023, by the beginning of this year, it had jumped again to almost 31 pounds to the dollar. Usually hovers around 30.8, 30.9 pounds to the US dollar. And that's about 33 or 34 pounds to the euro. So as you can see, things have changed drastically 
in the past year. The, the, the pace of change has accelerated. You know, it moved about uh, 10 pounds in 10 years from the first period I described, about 2003, 2004, to 2012, 2013. It moved about 10 pounds in those 10 years. In the past year, it's gone from 18 to 31. And let's see where it goes next. But things are constantly changing here in Egypt. Now, this doesn't mean that something that cost $1 or one euro a year ago now only costs about half of that. Prices here in Egypt have also increased to keep up with the declining value of the Egyptian pound. So something that cost $1 a year ago probably still costs about the equivalent of $1 today. Whereas it might have cost 18 Egyptian pounds a year ago, the price has increased to, the price of the actual object, has increased to 30 or 31 Egyptian pounds today. So what that means for foreigners and for tourists to Egypt is that Egypt has not gotten half as cheap to visit. It's actually gotten more and more expensive every year because the cost of hotels, the cost of gasoline, the cost of tourist site tickets, et cetera, et cetera, are all going up every year in absolute value. So in our currency, the cost of the same thing now is maybe slightly higher than it was just slightly one or two years ago. Only during 2020 and 2021, you know why, did costs drop drastically here in Egypt. But they I'm talking about for tourists, but they've come back up to normal levels now. However, what has happened is that the cost of everything for local Egyptians has nearly doubled. An Egyptian family might have been able to spend about 300 to 500 pounds for one month's worth of groceries a year ago. And now they're spending 300 to 500 pounds for about one to two weeks worth of groceries, even though their salaries have stayed the same. You know, in my company here, um, I actually increased salaries of our local staff, which were already very, very good, very good for um, local Egyptian salaries, but I still increased it by 50% back in February. And we'll probably do that again later this year if things continue like this, because I really don't want our local staff to have to worry about the value of their paychecks being gutted by the local economy. You know, that's one of the many, many reasons, honestly, that we do have a very loyal, top quality local staff here in Egypt, because not only do we pay them very, very, very well for Egypt, but we take care of them in so many other ways. And they really appreciate being respected and valued like that as part of our team and part of our family at Egypt Elite and our new sister company, Egypt Expeditions, by the way. So let's move on now and talk about getting local cash out here in Egypt. In other words, using ATMs here in Egypt. How do you get this local cash? Where do you get all this from? By the way, I didn't mention earlier, but I'll mention it again now, or I'll mention it now. There are new notes coming into circulation here in Egypt. So you can probably tell these old paper notes are quite ragged. Uh, they are, the, the hundreds and two hundreds, they're nicer. But the ones, the fives, the tens, they've been in circulation so long. They're starting to design new paper notes here in Egypt. And honestly, they kind of look like British pounds. If you've seen the new British pounds lately, if you felt them or seen them, 
they look a lot like the British pounds. And if you collect currency or have a lot of currency in your travel bags, it's actually a little bit um, confusing. So this is the new 20 pound note. I had to look, it's green, I should have known. Um, the new 20 pound note. You can tell it's, uh, it's, it's sort of like plastic almost. And it's got this see-through part right here. Same with the new 10 pound note. It is, actually, I don't like them because they don't fold as well as the old bills. The old bills are all paper. They fold really well in your pocket. These, if you have like a stack of these new ones that are like a little bit plastic, it's a little bit harder to fold them. They don't really stay folded. So anyway, this is a new 10 pound note. Again, plastic-ish and a little see-through part. So you'll start seeing some... Uh, some of those in circulation by the time you get here. But back to how do you get uh, money when you get here? So in most ATMs in Egypt, the maximum you can pull out at one time with a foreign debit card is usually about 4,000 Egyptian pounds. So that's about 130 US dollars or 120 euros. The ATM might offer higher amounts or even have its own high maximum but in my experience, that's usually for cards from that bank or local cards from Egypt. Foreign debit cards usually have a lower limit for cash withdrawals here in Egypt, which is usually about 4,000 pounds, sometimes 6,000 if you're lucky, per transaction. But honestly, you are fine when you first arrive to Egypt uh, with that amount of money. If you wanna pull out the max, uh, keep it on you as you begin exploring the country. You shouldn't need more than that in your first few days here in Egypt, and even really in your first week. And speaking of ATMs, by the way, they are everywhere in Egypt. You won't have trouble finding a place to pull out money once you get here. And you won't have trouble finding a machine that works with a foreign debit card. About 10 or 15 years ago, I remember only about half of the ATMs it seemed like here worked with American debit cards because of the card network difference between our home network uh, and the network on some of the machines here. But now either our home banks have joined more networks or Egypt ATMs have joined more common foreign networks. I almost never have a problem with an ATM here not working with a card anymore. And when I do, there's always one or two more ATMs beside it that will work. So I'm never not able to get local cash out anywhere in Egypt. It's very, very easy. For that reason, you don't have to worry about ordering local Egyptian currency in advance before a trip here. I know that many people like to order local currency from their home bank before they travel abroad, and that makes them feel more comfortable. But you really don't need to do that here in Egypt. If you're being taken care of by a company here, you shouldn't need any cash on arrival anyway. With our company, for example, we meet you pre-immigration when you get off the plane inside of the airport and inside of the secure area right after you get off of the jet. So you don't have to pay for anything or even tip anyone at all. So there's no need for having local currency or Egyptian pounds on your first day here, unless you decide to go out in Cairo and do something later in the day. But for the most part, you don't need any cash from the time you land here until you get to your downtown hotel and even at the hotel, the luggage porters know that most tourists arriving from abroad don't have local cash on them when they first arrive. 
So if you don't have cash to tip them that first time, don't feel bad at all. Don't worry about it, seriously. You'll see them again and again. You can always tip the hotel luggage guys later in your stay. They're very used to this. If you're doing a DIY trip to Egypt and you are going to risk trying to get a taxi from the airport yourself, you can still get cash out of an ATM in the airport if you absolutely have to. You'll pay a slightly higher fee in the airport, but the ATMs are everywhere in the airport too. So if you need cash when you arrive at the airport, don't worry, you can still get it. The only thing that I'd strongly recommend against doing in the airport is exchanging money, currency, hard currency, at a money exchange kiosk there. You're going to get killed in fees and commissions and a bad exchange rate at any place that exchanges physical cash. So avoid that at all costs, all over Egypt if you can, but especially at the airports. For this reason, you don't even need to bring US dollars or euros or whatever your home currency is in cash either. I know many people like to bring at least a few hundred dollars, even a few thousand dollars worth of their own home currency to exchange on arrival when they travel, but you really don't need to do this in Egypt either, trust me. The best way to obtain local cash in Egypt is to just withdraw it from the ATM after your arrival at your hotel, not the airport. Every hotel has multiple ATMs, and every street has multiple banks with multiple ATMs in every city. You'll never have a problem getting out cash from your home bank at any ATM here in Egypt. The only warning I like to give about pulling out cash at ATMs in Egypt is one that applies in every country. And if you're well-traveled, if you've traveled around the world a lot, even a little bit, you probably already know this. You may have already gotten smacked with this before and learned the lesson the hard way. If the ATM asks you to convert the transaction to your home currency on the screen or to another currency as part of the withdrawal, always refuse that on-screen conversion offer. They will try to make it sound like they're doing you a favor by offering you a fixed conversion rate, your home currency on the screen, and they may even give you a warning that says, if you don't accept this conversion, you know your, your bank may charge you a higher one or the rate may change. Are you sure you don't want to do it? That never happens. Going with your own bank's conversion rate on an ATM transaction and refusing the local bank or local ATM's conversion offer is always better for the customer. And if you're withdrawing hundreds of dollars or euros worth of Egyptian pounds, the difference can seriously be an extra 20 or 30 bucks per transaction that they're charging you over what it should be, over the real exchange rate. So always refuse the conversion offer on the screen at any ATM if you want the best conversion rates. So speaking of rates, we've already talked about how much the Egyptian pounds converts to in other currencies like the US dollar and the Euro. So now let's get into how much specific items cost here in the local currency right now in the fall of 2023. This is my favorite part. All right. So one of the most common things, at least I'm American, that we Americans tend to compare mentally when we travel around the world is the cost of a McDonald's combo meal. So think about it. If you're American, if you've been to America, 
If you're not American and you have McDonald's in your home country, which is almost everyone, think about how much a McDonald's combo meal, just say a Big Mac combo meal, would cost in your home country. I think in America, uh, I want to say it's like seven or eight bucks now, maybe. Maybe a large is going to be like nine. I don't know. I haven't gotten one in the U.S. for a long time. Well, here in Egypt, look what I got. I had my assistant go out and get me a couple of things to help with this podcast episode. And one of the things he got me is a Big Mac combo meal at McDonald's. So Big Mac, fries, the drinks over here, I don't want to spill it, costs about 100 pounds in Egypt. Remember that sucker? 100 pounds. Remember how much that's worth? It's about $3. Combo meal at McDonald's, Big Mac combo meal, Big Mac fries and a drink, about three US dollars, three euros here in Egypt. So you can see things are generally cheaper here in Egypt. Some things. Now, people can afford McDonald's. What about a meal at, let's say a nice restaurant. You want to go out and have a nice dinner, decent dinner, decent restaurant, even maybe nicer restaurant, fancy restaurant. What is that range? A meal at a decent restaurant in Cairo is probably going to be about 500 to 1,000 Egyptian pounds. You know, you could get a decent mid-range meal for about 500 per person. 1,000 pounds, which is going on, you know, about $33. That's going to be sort of a nicer restaurant. Now I'm sort of doing the mid range here. I mean, you can, you can find a little bit cheaper. And of course there are restaurants here that are going to cost, uh, you know, a hundred, $150 for like some of the ritziest in Cairo, which is one of the largest cities in the world. But generally just think sort of average, nice, decent restaurant, nice, decent meal, sit down, great atmosphere. You're looking at about 500 pounds to a thousand pounds. So about 15 to 30, 33 US dollars or euros. Now, many people can't afford that. Most people here, I'd say, can't afford that. So what do they eat? Well, they eat good. So this, see if you can see it. I don't want to spill it because I want to eat it. This, if you can see it, is a meal called Koshery. Koshery is my absolute favorite thing to eat in Egypt. It's very local, it's very Egyptian, and it's very cheap, and it's very good. Koshery is a dish that consists of, it's a carb bomb, by the way, carb bomb. So it's, there's some rice, uh, macaroni noodles, like the elbow macaroni noodles. Uh, There's straight spaghetti noodles, although they're chopped up really fine. Uh, chickpeas, lentils, um, probably caramelized onions, uh, doused in tomato sauce, lemon garlic sauce, and a little bit of hot sauce. Like I said, it is a carb bomb, but it's so good. Now, here's the thing. Koshery, this is a large, by the way. This is a large koshery meal. I mean, honestly, two people could easily fill up on this. A small one person can fill up on. 
would you believe this large one for two people cost 50 pounds? So a dollar, what's that under a dollar, about a dollar fifty, dollar and a half, euro and a half. Two people can eat a huge filling meal for a dollar and a half or a euro and a half. And I'm telling you what, this is good. I prefer this over, I would take this over a steak, over a pizza, over uh, just about anything. Mm. It's really good. And you know why half of it's gone before I even started the episode? Because it's that good. I was hungry and I saw Kosheri sitting there that my assistant got me to talk about the price of on this episode. And yeah, that's going to be gone later. So what else do I eat here? Um, I'll tell you what, for breakfast every morning, I have a little bit of an odd habit. Uh, I don't eat, I love koshery. I don't eat it a lot because it is, uh, let's just say like a calorie. Yeah, uh, we're not going to go there. Um, I eat actually 10 boiled eggs for breakfast every single morning. This is what my assistant got me for tomorrow morning, for tomorrow morning's breakfast. He delivers it the night before, sometimes early in the morning before I wake up. But he gets me every morning 10 boiled eggs. Now, I don't eat 10 full boiled eggs. I eat the egg whites. I throw away the yellows. Um, but 10 boiled eggs. So think about in, in your home country, your home city, state, how much would 10 boiled eggs cost? Um, I haven't lived in the U.S. for a while, so I don't remember. I don't know what they are now. I think they're actually going up a lot now from what I've heard, but in Egypt today, and actually it's been this way for a while, this hasn't changed much. 10 boiled eggs cost about 50 pounds also, just like this big kosher meal. 10 boiled eggs, 50 pounds, about a dollar and a half or a euro and a half. Now here's another thing that's going to shock you. You remember back in the day, well, it depends on how old you are, how much water or soda, like a bottle of, of drink used to be? remember when I was growing up, you could get a can of soda, a bottle of soda for 50 cents. Um, then it went up to 75 cents. Now, you know, you can't even get it for less than like a dollar fifty, dollar eighty, a euro fifty. Uh, maybe, well, where I live in Spain, things are a little bit cheaper in the south of Spain, so we can get it for maybe a euro still. But in the U.S., in northern Europe, in Canada, um, a soda, a can of soda like this, can of pop if you're from Canada, or translate for the Canadians. Um, can of soda, can of pop uh, is going to cost uh, well over a dollar back home in the West. Dollar fifty, dollar eighty. Um, here in Egypt, ten pounds. Ten pounds. So that's about thirty cents for a can of. This is Coke Zero, the new edition, or Sprite. Cheers. The koshery was a little spicy from the hot sauce. Um, 10 pounds, 30 cents for a can of soda. Now, remember when people used to say nobody would ever buy bottled water, and then it kind of took off over the past couple decades, and now people pay $1.50, $1.80 for a bottle of water in the store at home? In America, in the West, in Canada, Europe. Guess how much a bottle of water cost here? Same brands you can see. We have Aquafina, we have Evian, that's going to be a little bit more. Uh, we use Evian at Egypt Elite actually and it surprises people that we have it here. Uh, it's hard to find but 
Uh, we find it and we use it with Egypt Elite. But in a normal store, you would find something like Aquafina. Uh, you might find Dasani water. You might find um, a local brand called uh, Baraka. And all of it's good. All of it's purified. All of it's uh, very safe. Everyone here drinks bottled water because it's so cheap. A bottle of water here in the store is five pounds. So what's that? If 10 pounds was about uh, 30, so about like 15 cents, maybe if I'm doing my mouth right, 15 cents for a bottle of water here in Egypt. Things are very affordable. Now, it does get even cheaper than that. I want to cover one more thing. No, two more things, actually. One more food item, because this is interesting. So um, bread is such a staple product here, that staple, that Egyptians, the, the local colloquial Egyptian word for bread is life. They call it, they actually call it life. Bread is hobs in many other Arabic dialects. And here in Egypt, it's aish, life. So one loaf of bread, the local bread is kind of like pita bread. It's very good. Kind of like a little pita. Um, you can open it up. You can put, uh, they often stuff, you know, vegetables in there, fresh vegetables, uh, falafel, Egyptian falafel is different than other falafel. It's made from fava beans instead of, well, you try it when you come here, but um, you know, you can eat it as a loaf of bread. You can break it off. You can dip it in, uh, hummus, tamaya, baba ganoush. Um, you can fill it, make a little sandwich, like I said, by putting things inside of it. But this is um, a piece of local bread they sell everywhere, in the cafes, in the shops, even in the grocery store, but they sell it mostly in the street. There are bread makers that go around making this by the millions, and they sell it in the street. And it's such a staple in Egyptian life. Like I said, it's called life. They call it aish. Bread is aish. You want to take a guess how much this costs? One Egyptian pound. One Egyptian pound. So about, that's about one thirtieth of a dollar or a euro. One thirty-fourth of a euro. So what is that, about like three cents or so? Um, as you can see, food is, uh, staple food is very cheap in Egypt. You can eat very well. Uh, the basics for very cheaply here in Egypt. Um, you can also go out and spend $500 if you really want to, to blow a bunch of money. Uh, it's at, you know, the St. Regis or nicest hotels here or up on the North coast or something like that. Um, but just like, you know, most any country, most any major city in the world and Cairo is one of the largest cities in the world. I'd say one of the top five. Um, you can find about anything you want here, but at least you can, and Egyptians can eat very cheaply and very well. So I want to cover one more thing, not only because this is important for visitors to Egypt specifically, but because this is also the impetus for this episode, this particular topic for this episode on the Egypt Travel Podcast. What is the cost of a taxi ride between the airport in Cairo and the center of Cairo or downtown? What should you pay? What should you expect to pay without being ripped off? So today, and again, this is September, 2023. This could go up in a few months next year. Well, it probably will go up by next year. But as of today, uh, in September, 2023, 
300 to 500 Egyptian pounds is a decent price to pay for a ride tour from the airport to downtown Cairo. Now, let me tell you about why this was the inspiration for this episode of the podcast. You see, I was recently down in Luxor again, and I went down there on this trip to meet the owner of one of the Dahabeya sailing yachts that we use frequently, that we book clients onto frequently at Egypt Elite. Two of my colleagues from my company were with me, and instead of just going for a meeting with this boat owner, we actually decided to sail one night on it with them, uh, with her and her husband, so that we could um, you know, spend more quality time with them over 24 hours instead of just a quick you know, meeting and saying bye. But we were also on the boat with some of the other guests that happened to be sailing on that, um, that week's sail. And, you know, we started chatting up one couple from Italy quite a bit that evening. Then again, that next morning, you know, it was a young adventurous couple. They said they'd been doing most of their trip on a tight budget, but they actually decided to splurge on the Nile cruise part of the trip because that experience was really going to be the highlight of the whole trip for them. You know, cruising on the Nile on a traditional Dahabeya sailing yacht isn't something typically that budget travelers do. But this couple had decided that this was what they wanted to spend most of their money on and the rest of the trip they would try to do on the cheap. So over breakfast the next day, actually, the girlfriend and the couple, she was talking back and forth with us, you know, about how she'd actually had some trouble finding a taxi driver when they first arrived. She was kind of complaining, you know, frustrate, letting out frustrations um, that, you know, she, she was, she thought she was really getting scammed when she arrived. She was having trouble finding a taxi driver that would take them from the airport to downtown Cairo because she said all of them wanted over 300 Egyptian pounds. This woman was trying to find a taxi from the airport to downtown Cairo for 100 pounds. Now, if you know anything about Egypt yet, if you've listened to this podcast yet, you know that even Egyptians are open about the fact that Egypt is... Um, how do we put it? Uh, it's the land of hustle. It is the place where someone is going to try to get a deal for themselves. They're going to try to get as much money out of you as they can. Um, it, you know, uh, sometimes I could refer to it as scam land. I'm being a little facetious there, maybe a little harsh, but sometimes when you have frustrations, when you have uh, situations like this, and issues like this, especially as a tourist just arriving into Egypt, it really leaves that impression. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You really feel like, God, I've just arrived in scam land. But this is very typical. You know, tax, everything, everything is a hassle. You know, Egypt is a bargain culture with almost everything in the street, uh, whether it's, you know, going to the Khan al-Khalili and bargaining for souvenirs, bargaining for clothes, textiles, things like that in the open markets. Um, but especially at an airport with a taxi driver, there are no set rates. There are no meters. If there is a meter in the car, it's decoration. Trust me, it's not going to work. Even if it works, it's not going to work that day. You have to bargain and haggle for things like taxi rides in Egypt. And this lady, poor lady, thought she was going to pay 100 pounds for a taxi ride from the airport to downtown Cairo. Now, remember earlier I told you up front that 300 to 500 pounds is a good fare, a decent fare for a taxi ride from the airport. 
Well, she said she went around to quite a few of the taxi drivers and they were all refusing to take her downtown, her and her boyfriend downtown for less than 300 pounds. And she thought she, she started getting frustrated. She thought she was getting ripped off. She thought she was getting scammed. So she said they actually ended up running into another passenger from their flight who was Egyptian and he had a car and he saw them like getting frustrated and getting in some arguments with the taxi drivers. And he just came up and asked what was wrong and offered in the end to give them a lift downtown himself and his car, which is actually pretty rare, but it's good for them because they would have never gotten out of the parking lot of the airport trying to pay a hundred pounds to go to downtown Cairo. She also mentioned, and this is the other thing, she mentioned that she had done a lot of research online and read a lot of blogs and a lot of forums and a lot of postings and comments from others who had been to Egypt and were offering advice on their trip whenever that was. You know, I, I told her pretty honestly and straightforward, like, look, 300 pounds would have been a very good price for a taxi from the airport because even Uber, which is normally a little bit cheaper than a very good taxi rate, uh, Uber to the airport is about 280 to 300 pounds. By the way, I have an entire episode coming about Uber in Egypt and why you should really avoid Uber here now because some of the really shady stuff that's going on with Uber in Egypt. It's, it pains me to say it. I'm sad to say it. I love Uber. I've used Uber since 2012, back when it was just a black car service. And I've been uh, you know, a huge fan. It's, it's helped out in a lot of situations. It started out really good here in Egypt, but it has really gone downhill in some concerning, at best, scary ways, at worst. And I'm going to tell you all about that in another detailed episode about why not to use Uber in Egypt until the company cleans up its act here in Egypt. Don't take Uber in Egypt. I'll get to that later. But an Uber here is still going to be about um, $250, 280 300 pounds. And that's considered less, slightly less than the, uh, the normal taxi rate. So to get back to the topic of the episode, uh, so this lady was shocked when I told her that 300 pounds was not a scam price for a taxi from the airport to downtown Cairo. And that absolutely no taxi driver in Egypt would have, I kind of laughed. I'm like, no, but I wouldn't have even taken you downtown for a hundred pounds. So for a day or two after that, you know, honestly, I just thought she was either super cheap or super delusional or maybe both. But, you know, about a, about two days later, it dawned on me. She said she prided herself in saying that she had done a lot of research before her trip, research on blogs, on forums, on postings. But the problem, the problem she did not realize and even I didn't think about it until two days later when I was thinking through it and trying to figure out how could you have been like done your homework, done your due diligence and still made such a major blunder that led to a really frustrating incident at the very outset of your trip here in Egypt. I try to warn people about these, but you know, how could this be? How, you, you seem like a really smart woman. You've done your due diligence. You've been researching this trip for a long time. You're really invested in it. You've waited your whole life for it. How could you have made such a huge red flag mistake in your first 10 minutes, you know, 10 seconds walking out of the airport here in Egypt? But it dawned on me. 
the problem with most of that content out there and most of the content out there on Egypt is that it's written by someone who's been to Egypt once. And whenever they wrote their content, that's when it got date stamped and it never gets updated after that. The person who probably wrote those blog posts or the people who were commenting in those forums, who were giving advice on different websites, they'd only been to Egypt once and then they left and then they wrote something and then years and years and years passed. And so whatever they wrote was probably very misleading. Remember how I talked earlier about the value of the pound when I first moved to Egypt 20 years ago, and I lived here then, was five to six Egyptian pounds to the dollar. If I wrote a blog post or commented in a forum or wrote a couple of blog posts about how much things cost then, and I moved away and I never came back, if you were reading that now, you would have been very, very misled. Because, I mean, even, like I said earlier in the episode as well, a year ago, the pound was a little over a year ago, the pound was still worth about 18 pounds to the dollar. If someone was here only a year ago and then they wrote about how much it should cost to go to the airport or from the airport to downtown and not get ripped off, that figure would now be completely misleading. You've got to understand Egypt is a place where things are constantly changing. The price of anything today is not what it was six months ago. And that price is totally different from six months before, at least nowadays, it seems like it. Um, because remember, the currency is being constantly devalued to keep up with global economic circumstances. A lot of other things I don't have time to get into here. Um, but it's done for strategic reasons for the government. They think they have good reasons for doing it. Some of it's out of their control. You know, the government couldn't help the fact that we had the global coronavirus pandemic that significantly impacted Egypt's economic situation. And other times it's done more strategically to help, for example, meet requirements for IMF loans that Egypt needs or to equalize Egypt's balance of trade, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the point being overall that the currency changes, information changes, prices change, and you really need to trust your source for staying on top of the stuff in planning your trip to Egypt. That's one of the reasons I created EgyptTravelBlog.com, so that at least there is one solid, reputable, reliable place to go for real and accurate, up-to-date information about travel to and around Egypt at any given time. That's also why I do this podcast, which I update regularly when new information comes out. If you've listened to some older episodes recently, you may notice that I've actually gone back several times and recorded pre-roll updates on many of them when things have changed on those topics to let listeners know and let followers know that sometimes the information in the episode may be outdated. Uh, here's the updated information or to let them know. Sometimes I've actually even removed an entire episode or re-recorded an episode or parts of an episode just to keep stuff updated. So there you have it, fine folks. Everything you need to know about money, currency, ATMs, cash, prices in Egypt for the time being, for the time being, as they do in Egypt like this, for the time being. Again, this podcast episode was recorded in September of 2023. So expect an update in the future. 
if and when the value of the pound changes, when prices change, or when things significantly change on the ground here in Egypt on this or any other topic. But the general advice in here, remember, about not trusting old stuff you read about Egypt on the internet or on television or that are put out there by people who've only been here once, that advice remains very valid at any time. Check current sources like EgyptTravelBlog.com, Egypt Travel Podcast, the new channel on YouTube. This information will remain as timeless as the pyramids themselves. So until the next episode, you know what I'm going to say. Ma everybody.